0: Broadcasting live from our new state of the art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Deal. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's. Episode of By the Laces. My name is Bilal Malik, and this is my co-host Trenton Cito. How are you, Trenton?
1: Bilal, I'm doing absolutely fantastic, as I generally am, even though uh, we do have some kind of distressing and, and rough topics to talk about in this episode.
0: Yeah, this is uh, usually we find ourselves in a situation where there there isn't much to talk about, but uh, there is definitely a lot to talk about this week, and. Things have been breaking all morning, too, so...
1: Right, it's, uh, it's kind of like, what was it, um, was it the John Gruden episode in which the news had broken basically right before the show? And, yeah, uh, something like that, and this is,
0: this is another situation, so, uh, let's just, uh, let's just get into it. Dive right in. So, um... Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has tested positive for COVID-19 and will be out for this week's game against Kansas City Chiefs. Now, hearing the fact that he's out at the, in the same moment that it's been announced that he had COVID raise, raised a lot of suspicions because usually the NFL's rule is that if you are vaccinated, then you... Um, there's a potential for you to return if you have two negative PCR tests and are not showing any symptoms. That is the rough understanding of the rule. But for unvaccinated players, they have to wait at least 10 days before they could even come back to the team. And apparently Aaron Rodgers has been unvaccinated this entire season. has been fooling us all, Trenton. Right?
1: Yeah, it's... uh it's it's not a good look for Aaron Rodgers and it's not a good look for the Packers who supposedly just had a Halloween party a few days ago uh in which Aaron Rodgers I believe was there and so were many of the other starters on the Packers so it's um it's not good for for any any of them really
0: no it isn't and um the Packers are coming off of a seven-game winning streak, sitting at seven and one at the top of their division, and basically tied with the Cardinals for the best, best, uh, best in the conference and best in the league. So, this is it's very interesting. And um, so, Jordan Love will be the quarterback to face Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs this week.
1: It's a little taste of um, what may come to pass if Aaron Rodgers is not re-signed with the team and, and leaves with the team this season.
0: Yeah, we'll finally get to see is Jordan Love really the, the real deal that they've been thinking about. I mean they did trade up to get this guy last year, so and, and there's so much fuss
1: about that. And he was like inactive for every single game of last season, <laughs> which is kind of hard to hard to believe that you'd go up and and trade up for a potential future franchise quarterback and then never have him active and never able to take real game reps for an entire season exactly and
0: going back to the Aaron Rodgers vaccination point um, first of all as we've been saying on this show for as long as COVID has been a thing um, COVID is a very serious issue and obviously we uh, we hope that he gets better and everything that comes with that but at the same time in the summer in a press conference, he made it sound that he was vaccinated and we have a clip here to play from that press conference. And then we'll dissect that going forward. So let's listen yeah, to that. Immunized. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of conversation around it. You know, there's guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. Uh, I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Yeah. I've been immunized. Um, so, if you didn't hear it in the beginning, he t- the clip looped again and said it. He said, I've been immunized. That doesn't mean he's been vaccinated. Now, do I know what the specific definition of what immunized is? Not 100%, but based off of the NFL's um, written like rules and definition, it doesn't qualify him for... Um, vaccination because he he received a homeopathic treatment from his this is a article quoting from an article on nfl.com it says riders received homeopathic treatment from his personal doctor to raise his antibody levels and ask the nfl to review his status the league pointed rogers to the nfl and nfl pa protocols which do not account for such exemption for players so, Rogers remained subject to a var- variety of restrictions, including daily testing, mask wearing, and high-risk close contact protocol that would force him to isolate for five days based on interaction with a positive individual, even if he tested negative. It says, if his antibody levels are high enough, Rogers could be considered fully vaccinated with just one shot. But, and it goes down to say that Rogers has not received any shock of the COVID nineteen vaccine. So he tried to kind of bypass the system here and try to get some special exemption, but the NFL was not budging it even though he is Aaron Rodgers.
1: And so Yep, it's uh I mean it is what it is. It's not like he can go back in time and fix or try and solve whatever happened. It's just, you know, now it's come out. Now it's been in. It's been leaked, and he and the Packers will have to deal with the repercussions of it.
0: I mean, last week was Devonte Adams and Aaron, Alan Lazard. And it, I mean, that's fine. They got through that. They got they got by. But now it's Aaron Rodgers, your star quarterback, your leader, of your team, and. He's he's a face of the league he, to an extent. He He's an example that people got to who look up to him. And just to see the way he deceived everyone, even in that clip we just aired right here, he was talking about their guys on the team. Now I'm paraphrasing, but their guys on the team who haven't been vaccinated. And that's a personal decision. He's not going to get into that. Little did we know that he was talking about himself, too. 'Cause the way it sounded is oh, he's vaccinated, we're good. You don't have to worry about it. But the Packers have known, hence why he's been wearing a mask inside the facility, but you don't see him like at his press conferences wearing masks. You see quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson, Carson Wentz, even Kirk Cousins, I believe, who is unvaccinated. They're they all wear their masks at like their press conferences, from what I've my understanding is, but Rodgers has been playing this very secretively.
1: All right. And it also
0: happens to be Matt LaFleur's birthday today. So what a birthday surprise that he gets.
1: Yeah. Happy belated birthday, Matt LaFleur. And also your franchise quarterback is... In some, some hot water. Your star player is in some hot water.
0: And Jordan Love is the only healthy quarterback right now because the Packers practice squad quarterback also had got COVID. So he and Aaron Rodgers. So now they're bringing in Blake Bortles. Blake who Bortles. Who they released in, like, July, I believe, to come back and play. So this is going to be very uh, interesting to see where this uh, takes us from here.
1: Yep. And uh, – Moving on and talking about another star player that's graced the headlines of today, Odell Beckham Jr. He is supposedly, as uh, Kevin Stefanski has told Browns players, essentially not on the team right now, according to uh, Mike Silver, which is not a good look for Odell Beckham Jr., who's constantly been either injured or blamed for Baker Mayfield's down down games struggles a little bit. And, I mean, it just hasn't worked out for the Browns and Odell Beckham Jr., who, I mean, they weren't able to trade him. The trade deadline's passed now. All they can really do is release him. And he'd go on to waivers, and if nobody claims him on waivers, then he becomes a free agent. And for a wide receiver who is considered one of the best right now in the NFL, that's absurd to think in the middle of the season a player of his caliber could be put on waivers.
0: It's very true, and since there's no trade coming in for him because the trade deadline's over, and um, just... Something's not been right with Cleveland though this year. I mean, yeah, they're not the Cleveland of, o- of old. They used to lose every game, and which is what Detroit's at right now. Whoops. <laughs> now that's a standard for Detroit though. Whoops. Uh, they might be the first team to go 0 in 16
1: twice. Oof. Bilal, you got to give... No, no, no. <laughs>
0: all in 17, because it's 17 <laughs> games.
1: You got to give Detroit a break. You just roasted them three times in the span of, like, 30 seconds. Just
0: one per every 10 seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> going back to Odell, though. Um, I don't know, man. Um This is going to be interesting. Things haven't been working well with the, uh, Cleveland. You never hear of a player... um being, like, just excused from practice for no apparent reason. I mean, from what I was hearing is that he was ready to come to practice anyway today. Like, he re- I know he's upset, but he was ready to show up, be part of the team, and uh, it's not working out, but we, sh- yeah, it's not as bad as what Houston's got dealing with, though. That's true. Deshaun Watson. It's like Houston's trying to get rid of their whole team. We'll get to that in a moment, but it's like... <laughs>
1: Never, never miss a chance to bash on Houston either, I suppose. That's your job. Yeah, that's, that's true. All right, well, moving on, we have probably one of the biggest... And saddest stories. Right, that just came out of nowhere, really. It is wide receiver Henry Ruggs III of the raiders or should i now say formerly former of the raiders as it was released that he has been well released by the raiders well we'll put it that way um and what occurred is that i believe late tuesday or was it late monday
0: uh, Well, late. he Monday, was released Tuesday. late Tuesday, but the incident happened like early morning at 3.40, 340 in the morning mm-hmm. local time Tuesday.
1: But, yeah. So, what occurred is that he was driving at more than 150 miles per hour with a blood alcohol content twice of Nevada's legal limit. And he crashed into another woman, which killed her. And he will be charged with DUI that resulted in death. So,
0: yeah, um, it was 340 in the morning on Tuesday, driving at 150 miles an hour, more than 150 miles an hour with a blood alcohol content twice of Nevada's legal limit. And, unfortunately, killing a 23-year-old woman. And
1: And adding to that, in Nevada, probation is not an option for Mm -hmm. a conviction on a charge of DUI causing death and carries a possible sentence of 2 to 20 years in state prison. And so...
0: The prosecutors have said that the airbag computer showed that uh, Rug's Corvette, basically decelerated from about one hundred and fifty-six miles an hour to one hundred and twenty-seven miles an hour before it struck the the other car, which was the the other car. Um, one interesting outline here is uh, point here is that the judge in the case says he cannot recall a speed that high in a crash. Since he became a judge, now I don't know how long this, uh, how long he's been a judge, on the bench, but uh, um, the j- so that he rejected the prosecution's request for a million dollar bail, and the bail set at I believe it, uh, I believe it's Ruggs's lawyer. Yes, yes, sorry. His attorney. Ruggs' attorney uh, requested a $150,000 bail. With strict conditions including home confinement, electronic monitoring, no alcohol, no driving, and the surrender of Ruggs' passport. And he was clearly impaired according to the police report. And especially when they have blood alcohol content of 0.16%. That's, that's a lot.
1: Yeah, and... I guess something else to add is that five years ago Ruggs had lost his childhood best friend in a car accident, which it just, I mean, Ruggs is 22 years old, recently drafted, you know, new to the NFL. Star player. And that's, I mean, that's about the age of you or me. So, I mean, this is just. You know, you lose your your best friend to a car accident five years ago, and and you want to honor the memory of them. Just don't be don't be stupid. Don't make things stupid don't decisions.
0: Things don't go well when you're driving at three forty in the morning, at one hundred and fifty miles an hour. Like uh, it's just a recipe for disaster in and of itself, and it just turned into such a tragic situation and just one last detail here that is in the articles this is that there was a loaded firearm found on the floor of the car um and there could be a second there could be a weapons charged filed and a second dui charge in addition to come still so this isn't going anywhere anytime soon his next court appearance has been set for November 10th. So this is going to be an ongoing thing and um, as you said the Raiders released him last night. So
1: yep, it's uh it's only going to get rougher for him going it forward. It's not <laughs> no way it's getting easier, so all right. Well, why don't we uh head in some in head into some lighter Topics. What do you say? Let's go for it. All right. Below, what do Mike White, PJ Walker, Geno Smith, Trevor Simeon, and Cooper Rush all have in common? Hmm. Now, backup quarterbacks. All backup quarterbacks, and they all won this week.
0: That is something interesting, and they. I'm more amazed on. Mike White and Trevor Simeon.
1: Yeah, um, <laughs> thrown in as uh, emergency backups. I mean, you're not given many reps as a backup quarterback. You're given like no n- reps, right? And Mike White looked far better than Zach Wilson. <laughs> I must say, it was uh it was kind of crazy. Is that a little bit of a, a quarterback? Controversy over there is that like, uh, um, is Mike White a, a Gardner Minshew now? Is you know, coming in there and and playing well in relief of the who's supposed to be the the main starter, the franchise quarterback? Honestly,
0: who knows? And Mike White's jersey and game ball from this past week is already in the Hall of
1: Fame. All right. Good for him. So
0: even if he never makes it to
1: Canton, Something made it to Canton.
0: <laughs> his jersey and game ball are already there. His yep. 37 completions are the most by a quarterback in their first start. And he joins Cam Newton as the second best qu- quarterback since 1950 to throw over 400 yards in his debut.
1: That is quite The Feet. right. Zach Wilson. (laughs) Yeah, Zach Wilson, watch out! (laughs) Think about
0: Trevor Simeon,
1: though. Trevor Simeon. Two years as a starter for Broncos, and then basically drops off the map of the NFL as a second or third string in various places.
0: I remember watching Trevor Simeon in college.
1: Oh, Northwestern, right?
0: Northwestern. That's the... in college. College football, I follow Northwestern. If I don't follow all uh, college football a lot, but um, if I ever do get a chance to watch a game, I try to make it a Northwestern game, and I used and I, uh, thats how I know the name. And then I, um, and then we, like you said, with the Broncos, and I know you're a vested interest—a yeah. vested interest <laughs> in them with the Broncos, <laughs> and he played he well played to an extent well, right. in Denver. But it's all part of that shaky quarterback situation that Denver's been having for ever since Peyton Manning um, left the teams. And then he goes and he's um, backing up Jameis in New Orleans. So
1: After getting his ankle absolutely crushed as a jet in, like, the one drive that he played for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be... Uh, it's interesting, but uh, he's played well, so we'll just have to see where this, this leads us to.
1: Yep, and uh, staying on the quarterbacks for a bit. Other quarterbacks, not too great of a week for them. I mean, Jameis Winston had his season-ending knee injury. Matt Ryan got his hand stepped on and bled all over his towel. Sam Darnold got concussed. Kyler Murray twisted his ankle. Steelers kicker Chris Boswell pretended to be a quarterback on a fake field goal pass and also got concussed, which is... Not good. And Peyton Manning was caught eating chicken. And did you see him eating this chicken? Oh, yeah, I saw that.
0: I actually had the chance to sit down and watch the Monday night game this week for, like, the most of a Monday night game that I've watched all year. And I chose specifically to watch the Manning broadcast <laughs> and instead of the normal ESPN, which I think the Manning broadcast should become, like, the default ESPN broadcast, but that's another debate. But at halftime <laughs> they they after halftime they showed a clip of Peyton like eating his dinner and Eli was making fun of him. He's like, I had to watch you eating a chicken with no like fork and knife and and then later and then they just show a clip of it and then Peyton got upset and he's like, What are we showing like ha- like halftime highlights now and stuff of, like, <laughs> him eating... And Peyton literally had the piece of chicken in his hand, and he was just biting into it. It was... It wasn't even, like, a chicken leg, though. Like, if it was a chicken leg, I would I would understand. Because
1: that's... But this was... It was like chicken parmesan or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: and it's like... Uh, you gotta use a fork and knife to eat that, man. And he was...
1: he. I don't even think he was breathing. <laughs> he took a bite, he chewed, like, once, and then he took another bite, and I was like... How is he? Well, you gotta you gotta think about this? it though.
0: You gotta you gotta think about it. How long are half times? Like ten minutes, fifteen minutes. So he only had ten, That's fifteen true. minutes <laughs> to eat his dinner. So it's like he probably had it ready to go on the side and said, "All right, halftime. Pick up the plate and start eating." <laughs> Just, Just didn't realize the camera was still on.
1: The camera's always on, Peyton. Camera's always on. Mike is always hot. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Well. You know what November 2nd was, Bilal? Tell me. It was the trade deadline. That very fantastic news-filled day of the NFL season that, honestly, recently hasn't had much news. I don't remember that big of news from uh, last year's.
0: Nope, not at all. But the biggest news didn't come. There was one big trade that came in. When you think about it, though, when you listen to this news, it's like, of course it happened this way. The Broncos sent their best player on their whole team, Von Miller, to the to the Rams for two second-day draft picks. And this is also because the Rams don't have any first-round picks because they traded for Stafford. And so two second-day draft picks theoretically means i don't know what the Rams' draft situation is so, but theoretically that means they give up their second and third round picks because that's be. what the day two picks are yeah,
1: those are the highest
0: depending though if the rams have like two second rounders or two third rounds i don't know but just saying like the rams are willing to give up their draft capital but at the same time they're getting these quality players like when matthew stafford first came in i thought oh it's gonna be a it's gonna be nothing special. It's gonna be the same old, same old Stafford. But they're playing well, and just showed that Stafford needed to be in a better system. And now you're bringing Von Miller to be on the opposite side of Aaron, da- Aaron, Darnold.
1: That's gonna be crazy. I mean, Von Miller. Of course, he's getting a little old, and not, not quite the game record that he used to be but he's still
0: still better than a lot of other people though right
1: now what interests me is that just a week before this the rams had already sent a linebacker of their own kenny young to the broncos and you know did they do that in anticipation of trying to make this von miller move work or is this just something that came out of the blue that's that's something that I'm interested in knowing.
0: Deals like this, though, I think don't necessarily come out of the blue. I think they've, there's some effort to try to get them to work. And, of course, the Broncos are were open to it because they wouldn't have gotten rid of their best player, who Super Bowl MVP, Von Miller. So, yeah.
1: Yep. And uh, speaking of pass rushers on the move, the Steelers have traded... Melvin Ingram to the Chiefs for a 2022 sixth-round pick. And uh, Ingram is getting a little older now, 32 years old. He's This is his first season with the Steelers after he spent nine years previously with the Chargers. And uh, he's only had one start for the Steelers. Nine tackles, one sack, 18 pressures. But, I don't know, kind of fell out of favor with the Steelers. And the Steelers decided to... To swap them for a pick, and the Chiefs, of course, their defense has not exactly been helping Patrick Mahomes. Also, Patrick Mahomes has not exactly been helping Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. But uh, you know, they need they need some playmakers on the Chiefs that are allowing 391.5 yards per game average at the moment, which is not fantastic.
0: That is true, and whatever you can do to help your team out, and the Chiefs are also in a weird situation right now. They're not the Chiefs as old, but they're not completely done yet, so there's still, still a ways to go. Speaking of the Chiefs, they've been making another deal.
1: Yeah, they they traded away their offensive guard, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif,
0: who uh, happens doctor. to
1: be yes, the doctor, doctor. Indeed, who that out last season in order to use his medical doctorate at a long-term care facility outside of Montreal so props to him for that um and in return the Chiefs got tight end Daniel Brown who is I believe a former bear at some point I'm not sure who knows at some (laughs) point it
0: feels like everyone's been around everywhere at some point in their that's true career
1: But I mean I don't I don't hate the the position that now Duvernay Tardif is in. I mean the Jets are not the same Jets. They're on their rebuild. They've pulled off some miracle wins despite being You got a Hall of Fame
0: quarterback.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see what you did there, Bilal. (laughs) I like that. Um, when we
0: could use like a drum syllable
1: <laughs> that's true we sh- we should have that we should petition we the should
0: we should get a, we should get our own effects and start doing those. but that's another discussion for another time. Your favorite team Trenton
1: no. no 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 it's not
0: helping you write the book.
1: <laughs> I mean no news there was really no news other than that there is no news. And that's what came out of this no news in that Texans GM Nick Casario said on Deshaun Watson, in the end, no trade came to fruition, which is no news. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was that rumor that he was going to go to Miami and stuff. And,
1: and he had waived his no trade clause only for Miami.
0: <laughs> As if he had a choice, really. Like, nobody wants him. Texans don't want him. The Dolphins don't want him.
1: His legal situation is kind of in flux, and that's putting it lightly.
0: Exactly. And, um, oof. nothing's going to happen, though, before the end of this season. So we'll just see where he sits. Sits on the bench. Not even a bench, like.
1: It sits at home.
0: Yeah, banished at home, banished to home, while still making a paycheck.
1: Yeah, it's that's, uh that's
0: unfortunate.
1: It's a weird situation and I I honestly don't know what is happening with it other than that nothing is happening with it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um moving on with a little bit of news. Calvin Ridley, Falcons wide receiver. Well, mainly you could say the only Falcons wide receiver now that Julio Jones is gone uh he's announced that he's gonna step away from football for a little bit to focus on his mental health and this is after he had missed some games for personal matters and you know nobody knows when he's gonna be back but at a time like this with the pandemic you know we've seen a lot of things happen a lot of bad things happen and I suppose one of the best things that's happened during that time is to start to accept that every day is not going to be a good day, and that it's okay to not be okay, and it's okay to be vulnerable, and to take some time for yourself whenever you need it, and to support each other when we need it, because, you know, in the end, we all got to do what we got to do, so...
0: Good for him. Yeah. Football football is the now for a lot of these people. But it won't last. It doesn't last forever. I mean, even Tom Brady is going to retire at some point. Right. But um, there is the life after the game. There is life in general that you got to take care of yourself for. And... It's good on him for recognizing that this might not be the right time. And he's not doing himself any good. He's not doing his teammates any good if he continues to play and not feel up to the task. So good on him.
1: That's right. And uh, speaking of uh, retiring, somebody who's not retiring is Adrian Peterson. He's still around. He's still kicking. And he's with a new team now that. Derek Henry, star running back for the Titans, has a broken bone in his foot, which is somewhere in the middle of the foot, and generally those bones are considered to be difficult to heal because there's not much blood flow to it, Um, and he's going to have surgery on it, potential recovery window of six to ten weeks, which is basically the entire season, so... I mean, it made sense. Adrian Peterson, power back. Derrick Henry, power back. The Titans get a player who, although he might be a little bit old, we've seen him in previous seasons outrunning players such as the entire Eagles secondary, which are all like (laughs) a decade younger than him on the longest run of his career. So, ode is not ode to Adrian Peterson. like Ode is ode to other people.
0: I mean, last year, one year ago, he played in 16 games with the Lions, starting 10 of those, and he ran 604 yards, 7 touchdowns on 156 carries. So he, 604 yards is not bad.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, you talk about Frank Gore playing when he's old. Adrian Peterson is doing what Frank Gore did, but gaining more yards and taking more carries than he, is, he ever did, so... You know it's, it's pretty crazy that Adrian Peterson is still gonna be around and we can see him run again this season potentially.
0: He's thirty six years old, has fourteen thousand eight hundred and twenty rushing yards, which just happens to be four hundred and forty nine yards behind Barry Sanders' number four oh, all time. Man. So,
1: I mean, I love Barry Sanders. I don't, I don't want to see a, a Barry Sanders number passed, but. I mean that's that's the way the league goes now, and it's about handing the torch to the next, the next one. So
0: even if the n- next is
1: even th- even if the next one could also be considered old,
0: yeah, because <laughs> he keeps coming back. <laughs> that's true. It's like he's uh, part of this. Is like yeah, I got to come back. i my thinking is part of this. Is like I got to get the r- move up in the rankings, since like. I mean, we all know him from playing f- forever with the Minnesota Vikings, mm-hmm. but he's been with the Saints, the Cardinals, Washington, and Detroit over the past four years. Now he's coming to Tennessee, so that'll be that. That'll be interesting.
1: Yep, all about chasing that ring.
0: Yeah, and right now the Titans are six and two, uh, three game lead in the AFC South. Oh.
1: All right. Well, moving on a little bit. The Saints have some not great news for their fans because Jameis Winston suffered a torn ACL, had MCL damage against the Bucks, and will miss the remainder of the season, which means their quarterback situation is kind of in flux. Is it going to be Taysom Hill, who was out with a concussion, or is it going to be Trevor Simeon, who is kind of unproven, I would say?
0: My gut feeling is it's going to be Simeon. S- Hill, the same reason they didn't give Hill the starting job at the beginning of the year, probably.
1: Yeah, that's that's true. Hill is effective in his role, and once if they lose Hill because Hill has to play quarterback, that means there's nobody playing the role that Hill can play as that kind of Swiss Army knife on the offense. Uh-huh. And Did you see
0: the video of Jameis dancing when crunches? <laughs> yeah,
1: that was, that was interesting, wasn't it? Hey, at least he's uh,
0: trying to find the light in this dark situation that he's in. So. Yeah,
1: team guy, team guy for sure. Um, and it's not gonna be easy for the Saints because their star receiver Michael Thomas, who I might add, was out last year also with injury, is now going to miss. The rest of this season after a setback in his rehab from an offseason ankle surgery, which, man, we haven't seen Michael Thomas in forever now. I mean, what's what's happening before it was like, oh, he's doesn't want to return to the team, wants a new deal and whatnot. Has gotten injured, going to come back this year, not going to come back this year. I mean, how how is his career going to pan out going forwards?
0: I don't know. I don't know. And they, they're they saying, the Saints are saying that this setback is based off procedure he had prior to his new injury that he has. And so he was on a physically unable to perform list and eligible to come back week seven. And now we find out that he can't because, I mean, it's so unfortunate, man. We won, you think the guy's, just imagine that what it does to a person's mindset, though. You're rehabbing. You're working hard. Then you get another setback, and you're trying to overcome that, but then you realize you need another surgery to fix that, and you'll be out all year. It's it's hard. Um, he started his career with four straight 1,000-yard-plus seasons and set NFL records for receptions in 2019 with 149, but... Ankle injuries have affected him. He's 28 years old, played only seven games last year. And uh, to try to put off surgery so that Drew Brees could potentially win a Super Bowl. But um, it's got to go back to those skilled players on the Saints offense, Alvin Kamara. It's going to lead through him. And especially now with no Jameis, it's going to be interesting to see what I'm assuming is going to be Simeon. Simeon does to uh, to lead through the the Saints to victory. I mean, they're sitting in five and two, and there a lot. There's a lot of competition in that division too. So
1: that's right. And and this one victory against the Bucks is going to be pretty crucial to their success in their division. Yep. And. Uh, Talking about recovery, Russell Wilson, who has long been considered one of the, the fastest healers in the sport, is basically back. I mean, he had uh, the pin removed from his finger, and he's released a video where he's he's back throwing already. So, I mean, what's happening here? Has he, has he gotten a little bit of that, that TB12 formula that's helping him out, or what's happening?
0: Well, it just shows the dedication that Wilson has to the game and to it, and just to getting better. I mean, his tweet says that he wasn't supposed to even be throwing for some time, uh, for a while, in a few weeks, and he's already. From this video, looks like he's holding the ball properly. He's lifting weights. He's the pin is out of his, out of his, out of his finger anyway too. So, he's making extraordinary progress and we're just going to have to see what this comes out to and if he's actually back um, practicing before you uh, sooner rather than later because the the Seahawks could use it and um yeah this is gonna be uh I, I feel we'll see him m- back on the field sooner rather than later but just depends on when
1: all right and uh We want to go into the power rankings then. Let's go for it. A little bit of movement in these power rankings right now. Uh, You want me to go over it? Let's do it. All right. Let me run through it. Green Bay Packers have jumped five spots to number one after their...
0: Oh, that's dropping.
1: ...kind of miracle win over the Cardinals. But that's right. That's not taking into account that Aaron Rodgers will not play against the Chiefs on Sunday. And uh, his game after that is also a little bit in question because against it's yeah the
0: ten day protocol and they're playing the Seahawks too. Like you said, we could have Wilson and Rogers potentially or one or the other in it. But yes, continue. Continue.
1: All right. And at number two the Dallas Cowboys have jumped two spots. And this is after Cooper Rush put on quite the performance with Dak Prescott out. And it was a an all out performance by the Cowboys to move to six and one on the season, which is pretty crazy. Not not the Cowboys that we kind of expected. Not at all. At number three, the Cardinals have dropped two spots after their loss to the Packers. But they're still uh still pretty high up there. At number four, the Buffalo Bills have dropped one spot. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have dropped to rank five now which is down three spots they used to be number two but I mean when you lose to a Saints team that's manned by Trevor Simeon (laughs) what can you expect (laughs) at number six now the Rams have dropped one spot from their previous rank number five although after pulling the trigger on Von Miller that could move up I would think
0: Logically, you would assume, but we shall see.
1: Right. At number seven, Baltimore Ravens uh, have moved up one spot from their week eight placement. And the Saints, of course, as expected, have moved up four spots to number eight after their win. Tennessee Titans have moved up one spot to rank number nine after the overtime win against the Colts. But with Derrick Henry sideline, we'll have to see if that's sustainable. And... Closing out the top ten, the L. V. Raiders have moved up one spot. Um, I don't know if the uh, the Henry Ruggs issue will cause much in their offense. I mean, they seem to be rolling pretty well.
0: I think I think they'll be fine. Uh, This is an issue that uh, basically isn't any of their concern anymore because they got rid of him. They're done the legal process is going to play out. The Raiders have been playing well overall, and um, they got past the Gruden situation, looks like, so it looks like they can also get past uh, this rug situation. So,
1: Yeah, the adversity that they've had to deal with this yeah. entire season and to be at the rank that they are right now is crazy.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting to see how they're closing out from the top 10 and, like, the... the who is, who is it? Um, the Bengals dropped out of the top 10, now number 11. F- they were number 7 before. Chargers going from f- 9 to 12, dropping three spots. Oof. So, it's... A um, lot of the teams are roughly where you'd expect them to be based off of where they played and how they, how they played. So.
1: Our favorite Houston Texans. At number 32, they have not moved. Yeah, they they won't be moving. Detroit Lions are now ranked 31. They dropped one spot. Jacksonville Jaguars are ranked 30. They had dropped two spots. And Let's uh, let's go looking for the Bears. Where are the Bears? Ranked 24, 24. They dropped one spot, which I suppose makes sense. I mean, they did lose to the 49ers. But honestly, I think that performance was little bit better but we'll we'll talk about this in a bit i'm sure yep all right moving on to the interesting games of the week we have packers cardinals this was a pretty crazy game back and forth for both sides but let's talk about that ending in which aj green for some inexplicable reason miscommunication or something he's not expecting the ball to be thrown to him he turns around late and the ball has already been picked off behind him. And he's just looking around like, what? What just happened? What? What? Who? What? Huh? Ball's <laughs> going to me?
0: If you're a receiver, man, you have to assume the ball is always coming to you. You can't just uh, put in half the effort and ex- think that it'll, it'll all be okay. Because you never know what situation your quarterback is going to be in. And Murray's a guy who likes to get out, out and about and throw the ball. So there's no set positioning where to be at all times so
1: that's right
0: but hmm really thought the cardinals would have ca- come away with this win
1: it was it was really close and i mean they had it they had it in the bag they were in position to take a field goal and of course a field goal is not a sure thing to tie it but that still gives them another chance and i mean when you have a game this close Pretty much could have gone either way. On another on another Sunday or another day, it might have gone another way. So I don't think it's uh, too, too statement of a win or loss by either team. It's just how to move forward from here.
0: When you think about it, though, that ending, that interception you just talked about, it happened on second and goal. There were still 15 seconds left in the game. And when there are 15 seconds left in the game and you're at second and goal, you aren't generally thinking of kicking a field goal. You're thinking of taking... That would have been like the last opportunity right there. If that doesn't work and you throw an incomplete or something, then you kick a field goal then because then you had no time. But... It's just unfortunate that it happened on that play. Because if they kick it, it goes to overtime, and then it's a fresh slate right there.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, both teams are. Uh, both teams only have one loss now, right? For now. For now, that's right. <laughs> For now, are you eyeing that uh that Packers game on Sunday?
0: Well, yeah, because you you don't know how d- um. Jordan Love is gonna be and that is that's the biggest test to see like was it worth it to, to take um him where they took him in the draft a year ago and uh is he the future of the Green Bay Packers?
1: Yeah, that's true. A a lot right. to learn. Indeed.
0: So, um what were your thoughts on the Bears game against the 49ers? I'll give you my thoughts, but I'd right. like to hear yours.
1: Oh, you want to hear mine first? Oh okay. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a little different. Usually <laughs> we go you first, I thought. Um, well, I thought Justin Fields played better. He showed yeah. what the Bears drafted him for, which is to add excitement, to add explosiveness to the offense and just be unpredictable in the way that only Justin Fields can. And, I mean, some of his runs out there look like almost Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick-like. Especially that fourth down conversion that ended up being a touchdown run, which was, I mean, you could hear the crowd just kind of explode once that happened. And Bilal, I think you have uh a, <laughs> I think there's a little smile under your mask right now if you want to go ahead and take it from here.
0: I was at that game, and that happened on the side of the field where I was sitting. And that crowd, man, that crowd went crazy b- 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 watching that fourth. It was like a fourth and one, fourth and inches, and
1: completely blown up play. Completely, because
0: it. I thought it would have been sacked again. Because, again, what we think is well, what happens with Fields is we've talked about this multiple times. He'll stand there, he'll look to the right, completely oblivious to what's happening in the left. And yes, that did happen again. When he got sacked on one to play towards the end of the game. but, um, But it's plays like that that are making me start to believe in this guy. Like, I know I've been the one here saying he's not ready. He's not ready. But this was a game where he looked like he was in control. He knew what was going on. Now, this is the type of game that he needs to build off of. He didn't make any significant mistakes except taking one unnecessary sack and throwing a pick at the end of the game. When he... There were a couple deep shots, though, from my vantage point in the stands where, like, he could have had, like, Mooney for, like, a deep ball, but it just, the, the miscommunication was there and there was no communication there. And just imagine, like, if he did connect on those deep routes to Mooney, like, we, we would have scored and so one thing I loved about though is Khalil Herbert like his running style is amazing it's watching him run through it
1: I mean once uh David Montgomery comes back in injury he and Herbert can be a oh that would be a, that would be a
0: yeah dangerous tandem right there a two-headed monster now the Bears defense didn't play so well they let up And allowed the 49ers to score on a lot of their possessions in the second half. And especially at the end of the first half, too. Let him come down and get a field goal. Which the Bears offense should have gotten that touchdown at the end of that instead of kicking a field goal. But one guy you need to shout out on the defense is Akeem Hicks. Oh, yes. Big 96, man. He puts in 100% effort. On every play that he's on, like I'm watching this game, and the 49 Niners had like twenty yard runs, and who is running down the field at full speed trying to tackle him? It's Big Ninety Six, Akeem Hicks, and that man is so underrated in my opinion. He's a leader on the defense, and he doesn't deserve that much anou- um, He doesn't get as much recognition as he deserves. And also shows how the Bears' defense misses Khalil Mack. Right. Like, Robert Quinn is good. Keem Hicks is good.
1: But without Khalil Mack on the other side taking up a double team, I'm going to play. There you go.
0: Because there were no hits. There were no sacks. There was no... Barely any pressures. I just hope that Mack can have a Russell Wilson-type recovery and <laughs> just get back on the field as soon as possible. One encouraging sign is that last week they did not put him on injured reserve. So they're hoping that it isn't too bad. And maybe this week's the rest. And and uh, uh, the extra day because the Bears play on Monday night this week. And then we had the bye week right after that. So because if you put someone on injured reserve, then you have to keep them out for like three weeks. So... Um, Hopefully, hopefully, be good to go this week. Enough to make some sort of impact. Because again, what has he had? Like six acts so far,
1: something like that.
0: And he's been playing on a bad foot since the Cleveland game, which was like about a month ago. So, if he's been having this much of an impact on six uh, on a, on a on a bad foot, then I'll take that as long as it doesn't hurt him anymore. But they played well. Uh, The offense showed signs. It's just that we have to finish drives at the end. First half was pretty well. Second half could have been better. And defense needs to just get back to what they're known for, which is stopping the run game, hitting the quarterback, and getting sacks, and making sure the offense has good field position. So we have to pick our games.
1: Indeed. And just real quick about last week's predictions. Bilal, you started coming back. You went ten and five, uh, for a total of seventy five and forty seven on this season. I went eight and seven for a total of seventy eight and forty four. So you are only three games behind and the comeback is real for Bilal.
0: Eh, we still have a lot lot of ways to go, so this could either fall behind or I could come back. We'll see. All right. First game up, Trenton Jets at
1: Colts. I'm, I'm going to ride the momentum here, and I'm going to say the Jets.
0: I'm going with the Colts. <laughs> Falcons at Saints.
1: Ooh. Uh, I'm going to put my belief in Trevor Simeon.
0: I am taking the Falcons. All right. Uh, Broncos at the Cowboys.
1: Gonna take the Cowboys on this one.
0: Yep, taking the Cowboys, even if they don't have... I think Dak will be back, but even if they don't have... Don't have Dak, they'll be, they'll be fine. Um, Bron- uh, sorry, uh, Patriots at
1: the Panthers. I'm gonna take the Patriots, because the last time I picked against them, it didn't go well for me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Patriots for me, too. Vikings at the Ravens. I'm gonna go with the Ravens here. Um... Ravens as well for me. Uh Browns at the Bengals.
1: Ooh, this is tough. I'm going to go Bengals.
0: Bengals here too. Um Bills at Jaguars.
1: <laughs> jaguars.
0: Is that a true statement or
1: That is what I am going with. Oh wow. no, Bills.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay, I just want <laughs> to clarify that. I'm like
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. You going you going with the Jaguars?
1: I had, I had a little bit of a a little bit of a brain fart over there, but yes, I'm going to go with the Bills.
0: Yeah, I'm going with the Bills, too. Uh, Texans at the Dolphins. Two trash teams. <laughs>
1: dolphins here.
0: Yeah, Dolphins. Even if they're eating their trash, the Texans are even more of a dumpster fire. Raiders at the Giants. Raiders. Yeah, Raiders here,
1: too. Um, Chargers at the Eagles going to take the chargers eagles eagles had a blowout game but it was against the lions and that's where i'm like hmm
0: <laughs> yeah when the eagles play other teams a, they d- they show that they can't um, play that one well, the chargers are a, chargers are a good team packers at the chiefs um i'm taking the chiefs
1: gonna go with the chiefs yeah without rogers i don't know what the packers have
0: I don't think they have anything. <laughs> um, Cardinals at 49ers. Uh, Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals here. Uh, Ram, Texans at... No, not Texans. Titans. <laughs> Texans. Wrong, wrong Oh, team. my God. Titans at Rams. 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 Rams for me as well. And Bears at Steelers.
1: This is also one I think the Bears can win, so I'm going to go Bears
0: bears for me too and that does it we have gotten through everything to talk about
1: indeed yeah it's uh it's been a pretty pretty news-filled week and And it's only wednesday afternoon (laughs) and it is only wednesday afternoon we'll see uh how this week goes how the game goes and i mean next week likely there's going to be just as much big news that we're bound to cover
0: or we'll still be covering the same news as this week, just the updated versions of it. We'll see what it is, and we'll keep you all posted with, when we get to our next episode. So thank you all for listening to By the Laces. We'll be back next week with another episode. If you missed any part of the live recording of this show, the episode will still be up in its podcast form soon, as it has been for months. We hope you have a great rest of the week. Don't forget to follow us at Malik 15 and Trenton underscore Cito. Please stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week and another week of
1: football. Blow, you said uh, the Packers don't have anything without Rodgers. They do have a little something. You know what that is? They got a little love.
0: from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago. It's Radio DePaul Sports,
1: the student voice of your DePaul Blue Deal.